welcome to the Prickly Pens podcast. We are on episode 84. Three friends, three writers sharing not only our writing journeys, but a window into our conversations around the art of storytelling in the various formats like books, films, and video games, and also selective topics that make us ponder or piss us off. Let's start with introductions. Hi, I'm Gabby. Hi, I'm Julia. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to Prickly Pens. Gabby? Take it away. (laughs) So this week... We're talking about um, a new Netflix show that has come out. It's number one Netflix right now, at least as of recording. Um, But it is called The Fall of the House of Usher. And I absolutely loved it. Um, It's by Mike Flanagan, directed. Uh, And I don't want to spoil anything. I'm talking mainly right now. the purpose of this podcast, I want episode. I want to talk about Mike Flanagan overall and his work, um, but I wanted to first talk about his latest, which was the Fall of the House of Usher, which is based off of Edgar Allan Poe's short story, uh, The Fall of the House of Usher, <laughs> and various other Edgar Allan Poe works. Um, but yeah, the 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 Netflix series is. Uh, fantastic it is so good um it's horror gothic horror i guess a modern gothic horror i would probably call it um it stars bruce greenwood um who plays the 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 main character from the original short story usher um roderick usher and uh he was in iRobot. Yeah, he was the CEO, if you remember iRobot. He was the bad guy in iRobot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and his sister, Madeline Usher, who is also from the short story, played by Mary McDonald. And she was in Closure. Oh, closure, Closure. <laughs> she was in Dances with the Wolves. let me take you back into the day (laughs) right (laughs) and it is basically um an expand almost like an expanded story of the short story the original short story um which talks this one is about basically um he's a rich multi-billionaire sort of guy with a multi-conglomerate company and kind of uh basically the fall of his family (laughs) and it's him telling the story um with uh one of the main characters from Edgar Allan Poe's many works um August DuPont or C. August DuPont and who he was in um uh Murder in the Rue Morgue is the first um, time that character shows up in Poe's work, which he's the, I think he's a fish, not officially, but I think he's technically, technically considered the first written detective. Mm. Yeah. He's the first like literary detective mm. um, played by Carl Lumley. But um, yeah, it was a fantastic story. The script was so good. Oh my gosh. I think the script, I, I hope, I feel like Mike Flanagan overall, his work always gets snubbed at the Emmys, 
but I feel like for this one, he needs to be winning some awards. This really? Is so that well good. done. It was so, so, it was so tight, <laughs> but Ooh. it was so good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the script is fantastic, which I think um, is one of my favorite things about Mike Flanagan. His scripts are uh, amazing. Um, and, uh, and he always used the same, not always the same actors, but a lot of the same actors throughout his work, you know, some directors like Scorsese, he always Mm -hmm. uses De Niro. Um, yeah, it's like that. He uses the same actors. So it's like people I recognize over the body of his work. This feels like, uh, right now, I think after this one, he's moving to, um, this was a Netflix show. After this, he's moving to Amazon Prime. Oh. So, but I've watched almost all of his shows on Netflix. I've watched all, yeah, I've not even, I watch all of his Netflix shows. <laughs> and so this feels like a culmination of all of his work because it is so well done. It's shot so well. It's acted so well. Everyone did their job. Um, I watched it probably all in like two days <laughs> or two oh, nights. And it did it end? Like, is it? Or there's it going to be a season two or no no it's a mini series it's a mini series um, limited okay. yeah limited sorry limited series eight episodes and this isn't a spoiler um, basically it's you're watching his at the very beginning which is even at the commercials his his children have died so you're watching over the eight episodes what happened to the, his kids. So he has no legacy left by the end. And of oh course, that's God. why it's called The Fall of the House of Usher. Don't feel bad for him. So it's, <laughs> it's, but it's so, it is so well done. It's so good. And I don't want to spoil anything. That is yeah. something that you just got to watch like raw. Um, but I implore anyone listening to watch The Fall of the House of Usher. Uh, like I said, it's on Netflix right now. I think all over the world because it's... Uh, produced by netflix so that would make mm. sense um but uh i want to talk about mike flanagan <laughs> specifically the director so at least on netflix um he's i mean he's been making films for a long time and i recognize some of his old work his old stuff i would not be able to watch they were so scary really? <laughs> yeah he made oculus if you remember that horror oh. film I don't know if i saw that but i remember seeing commercials for oculus it does look yeah super it's scary. about um, a mirror that has is holding a spirit. So whenever you look at the mirror, uh, it makes you. I think it makes you kill yourself or makes you do certain things that, and then you end up. I will yourself. watch that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one stars um, Karen Gillan, who plays Gamora. Oh yeah. Not sorry, not Gamora. Um, the other one. Oh oh oh, the sister. The blue one. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, the about. robot, <laughs> the one in Guardians of the Galaxy, the blue one, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh yeah, her. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally Gamora. blanked, and usually one of us. I can't remember the character's name. Um. Uh, oh, Karen Gillian. That's the actress in this. Yeah, Karen Gillan. Gillan, sorry. Nebula. 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 She plays Nebula. Oh God, That's the name of the character. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> um, and I love her as an actress. Oh, is she the one in um, Doctor Who? And she was Matt Smith's companion in Doctor Who. The oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did Hush, uh, Before I Wake, Ouija, Origin of Evil, Gerald's Game, Doctor Sleep. Um, oh, Doctor Sleep, that was really good. 
yeah, yeah that was I him. think it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Um, but on Netflix, in terms of the TV shows he did for Netflix, he did The Haunting of Hill House, <gasps> The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, yes. Yeah, Midnight Mass, those, The Midnight oh. Club, and <laughs> those <laughs> Fall of the so House bad. of Usher. Yeah, yeah, those are so yeah. good. Yeah. And so I, um, the first thing I ever watched by him was Midnight Mass, and that was over COVID uh, or quarantine. That's what you started but, with? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we started with. Watch. And uh, I loved Midnight Mass. I thought it was so good. It was, it was so good. Um, I mainly first watched it, even not, I didn't know who at the time who Mike Flanagan was. I'd heard of his work, but... I just watched it because an actor I like, Raul Coley, he was in it. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, he's in it. I want to watch it because he's in it. Oh. And then when I watched the whole thing, I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Oh my God. <laughs> and you're right. He uses the same actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you recognize them. Like, after a while, it's like, oh, my gosh, that's the guy in right. you know, Blind Manor. Oh, right. this is the girl in Hill House. And yeah. Um, but one thing I love of his work, which I, I guess emphasized a little earlier, is his scripts. I love mm-hmm. his scripts. One thing I've noticed with his style, like, you know how every director has mm-hmm. their own unique kind of style or thing. His, uh, he's very, like, everyone talks, like, very literary, <laughs> his characters. Um, he's great speeches, like, because there will be moments when the character is given this longer speech or soliloquy almost, and the camera just holds on them. Like, he doesn't do a whole lot of cuts when they're talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I actually quite like. <laughs> so you're paying attention to their face. Um, and it's like the subtlety in the acting. And like in Midnight Mass, there's one speech with Kate Siegel's character who plays, she's the one who's pregnant. Um, and it, after she loses her baby, she gives this long speech and he does not cut mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. I think he cuts once to have the guy's reaction that she's talking to a little bit. Right. But after that is like it's just her and then the camera's just on her and i love how he does that <laughs> and it makes it more powerful mm-hmm. um to me um i like how he doesn't rely on jump scares i mean of course a jump scare in a horror story always great but is it really called trump scare no trump jump jump, jump. jump. <laughs> oh jump scare i was like <laughs> no, oh, jump scare. no wonder <laughs> Totally fits. <laughs> yeah, jump. Um, yeah, I like how he doesn't rely on jump scares like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, jump scares in horror make sense. So he still has them. But sometimes the creepiest, I think jump scares, which I think he says in Midnight Club, they're startling, but they're not scary. It's like right. you making a loud sound when, I'm, when in a quiet room is going to make me jump right. no matter what. It's not right. like it's scary. Right. But when you look at, I feel like the background of his shots are terrifying, are so creepy. Mm. (laughs) Um, And you see this in one of his older ones um, called Hush, where that one's about a girl, she, a woman who is deaf and she is being stalked at her house. Oh, God. And so it's the, it's like she can't hear anything, of course, and she doesn't know how much noise she's making. (laughs) <laughs> but she's being stalked around this house. <laughs> and oh, that's like such a terrifying film and idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of reminds me of Audrey Hepburn's um, movie where she was blind and um, her husband died and the, the guys he was in collusion with are trying to find something in her house. I think it's that one mm. where they were 
It was somebody who's scaring her, but it was a Sherrod. Um, huh. I don't remember the other one because Sherrod was with um, Cary Grant. Right. Um, I don't think but, I saw that one. But yeah, she was she was um, blind. But but the sensory, the lack of, yeah. of sensory yeah. of yeah. sense, um, creates its own terror. Yeah, for us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes, it does. Um, I think shooting wise, I feel like I would consider him almost contemporary gothic horror. Mm. Um, the style of his filmmaking is like the deaths are quite dramatic. Um, and like I said, everyone, not all the time, but it's like the, the, the way people talk can be quite literary. Um, and, and kind of, um, cerebral in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he definitely has straight up evil characters and then he has a lot of morally gray (laughs) characters Mm -hmm. where it's like i don't know how to feel about you it's like oh sometimes i rue for you and other times i'm like oh that was bad (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i like i said the first one i watched was midnight mass and i watched that in a night i I didn't stop watching i binged the whole thing in one go because i loved it i thought it was so good i think i it was four in the morning when i was done (laughs) because i started at like seven at night (laughs) (laughs) but it was so good and um i love also too he doesn't show whatever the monster the evil entity yeah he doesn't tip right away very soon yes yeah yeah it's a slow burn of what you're gonna see it is so worth Um, the reveal though yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so his his uh his which is, I mean, of course, I think for me personally, I think I like that the most with horror is when you don't show too much. Mm-hmm. Um, makes it more terrifying. Your imagination is going to be way more scary than the exactly. actual I thing agree. half the time. Um, and also his, his, his shows, I feel like, are always a commentary on something. Of course, Midnight Mass is obviously a commentary on religion and religion, um, religious extreme religious fervor mm-hmm. religious extremisms um fall of the house of usher is definitely a commentary on <laughs> capitalism <laughs> yeah <laughs> heavily so mm-hmm. uh, which is funny to see because there was someone had a clip of one of the speeches in midnight Ma- uh, i'm sorry uh in fall of the house of usher and it's funny to see people in the comments who were like trying to argue against it and it's like if you are pro industry you would not like the show if you were pro um if you're republican you will not like this show. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, I what's like, the other way to say that to say republican? Just say republican yeah just yeah it's like just republican if you are subscribed to that uh think <laughs> you probably won't like the show <laughs> well he's making um, a case yes through the is. movie through the series, he's making a case about certain industries and their effect on our society and on the family. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I can't wait um, to watch it. It's, yeah. it's really good. Uh, Midnight Club, which is the one he did before, Usher. Um, I think that was probably a show about grief. Um, because all the kids, it's about kids who are in hospice oh, God. and yeah. And they're seeing ghosts and stuff and they're investigating of the, the ghosts and stuff. And I don't want to give 
too much of that one away either because it's more recent too. Mm. Um, so I don't want to give that away because for people to have a chance to watch it, act, you know, themselves. But, uh, but yeah, I think um, that one, yeah, it's about kind of like coping with these kids that are at max 18, 19 mm. years old and in knowing that they have a terminal illness and dealing with that as well as dealing with ghosts and stuff. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of emotional um thing at a very young age uh hill house is about grief um as well but grief of i would say a parent mm. like a traumatic thing that happened when they were younger and then yeah. a parent passing away and then or it's a ghost story so you can decide whether she's passed away or not but <laughs> right. a parent that's no longer around physically um and kind of that and how people deal with grief in their own way because all the children in hill house some are in more denial. Mm. Some are just recklessly ignoring it. Some are accepting it and tell the others to, to accept it. Um, so, yeah, it's like different ways to do that. And then Haunting a Bly Manor, um, that one I would say is about, it's like revenge <laughs> and, and anger, but yeah. also trying to forgive people, <laughs> forgiveness a little bit. Um so all his shows have a message, <laughs> have these yeah. deeper messages within them. I would say the scariest one I watched was Bly Manor. Yeah. yeah. Even Hill House wasn't as scary as Bly Manor was so scary <laughs> to me. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and I don't, because... I don't know why, <laughs> but compared to the others. But it's that almost was like inevitability. Terrifying. It's like there was nothing. Yeah. Nothing they could do. Nothing they could do. Yeah. Um, and... And also I noticed in his work, and I don't know because of his, like I said, his early film Oculus, where the, you had the spirit in the mirror, but I noticed a lot of his shots, he has mirrors. Oh, I didn't And a lot that. of his shots, and you see a lot of reflections <laughs> of stuff. And sometimes, since I've probably watched a lot of his stuff, I'm like, I'm always looking at the mirror. Like, I don't even know right. what's happening on the screen. I'm looking at, like, what's going right. to happen in the mirror. <laughs> right. And sometimes nothing happens, and, he, you know, many times nothing is happening yeah. in the mirror. And water, but, right? Am I right? Yeah, there's water, a lot of water, a lot yeah. of... A lot of uh, a lot of mirrors, <laughs> a lot of reflective surfaces. I'm sure, there's some kind of metaphorical thing that he's that speaks to him as yeah. a creator, using those symbols yeah. or those elements yeah. of what it means to the human character, or as a portal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah a portal. Yeah. That's yeah. A really good. Yeah. And visualization. Uh, <laughs> Hmm? Visualization, just, sorry. I don't oh, know why yeah, I yeah. whispered that. So, <laughs> yeah, because he has the scene that, of that a little bit in, in Midnight Club where the girl is talking about there's two versions of of a character. It, she's telling a story and she was oh. like, there's two versions and then the other version of her is in, in the mirror, comes out Ooh. of the mirror. So that was like a very, <laughs> um, like you were saying, it's mm-hmm. it's like almost a reflection or a mirror or another entity within. <laughs> right. Because I remember in in Guyana they some believe that you don't go to sleep with a mirror uncovered. So you cover it when you go to sleep because it's again a portal or yeah. it can su- was, either suck your spirit out or yeah. something can come through. That was the thing in Oculus. Like whenever mm-hmm. they uncovered the mirror, I think they were 
I can't remember the details anymore, but it's like, I think they would forget and though they would record everything so that they knew what, um, what they did or what what happened, what happened. And then they would cover it back and, but only Mm. small increments, but it's like the more they opened it, the more they got revealed, but they also had a, like a, um, a fail safe so that like if something got too far, they would smash the mirror. Like they would have to turn off the button or turn it to snooze every like hour or so to make Mm. sure yeah, so it's like they had a fail safe, but then I think at one point in the film, it's like she turns it off herself, not realizing she turned it off. My but God. you don't find that out for a while. <laughs> so, oh, jeez. But yeah, <laughs> that one's a creepy yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard that somewhere. I read that yeah. online. So now it's like, mm-hmm. I put any of my little mirrors away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people back in the day did not have mirrors in their room. I don't have um, a mirror in my room. Not for so, that reason, just because of the lack of buying one. But oh, right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I, I mean, later on I, I put a mirror in my room, but I think when I was like in college and stuff, I never had a mirror in right. my room or right. like on a wall or anything right, like that. Right, right. No, no. I mean, I definitely the most, like, I feel like despite the fact that I don't, believe in ghosts and stuff it's yeah. like whenever i think of a mirror it's you know when you're like brushing your teeth or you're washing your face and you put your yeah. head down i'm like is the reflection going down with me or oh, oh God, <laughs> like Gabby. i think yeah well i swore when i was a kid that my reflection stayed i remember running to my father and i said i kept looking away really fast and and you know my reflection stayed and he would always go along with my nonsense which <laughs> irritates me now <laughs> because you would you would never do that to me like yeah. if i said like it moved you would be like no it moved with you <laughs> so he's like right. he's Nip like it in the bud it, you know no he's like yeah that can happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah my father was f- famous for going along with and whatever telling me crazy stories oh, no. he's the one that told me that the people people with their legs facing backwards steal kids so when i was going to the market he's like look for people with their legs facing backwards so that kept me that kept me quiet (laughs) as i stared for people women all women with with their their legs legs facing backwards I didn't find any, by the way. Oh, well, I yeah, hope so. Sure. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not, basically. I hope not. I hope you did not have the pl- pleasure of seeing that. <laughs> but I found with, with Michael's work is that he's got, especially with this last one, he has a Shakespearean yeah. quality to it. And this, the, the Fall of the House of Usher, t- um, to be able to adapt it to something that is relatable to me was what the skill of his writing Mm. and there is a I mean for that particular one he used pose um poems and things like that in between the story so that's why it had this Shakespearean thing because you're you're speaking in this um in this poetry and the poetry is just as powerful as if he spoke in a regular, yeah, in regular um, vernacular. So I al- also could see it on a play as a play. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. 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 And the visuals, at least in this, I mean, I like all the visuals in all this stuff, but in this one, um, there are scenes that are just so well done <laughs> that mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Um, and like I said, this is not a spoiler, but like I said, his kids are 
dying throughout the episodes. So the final kid, um, his death was so well shot. Mm. <laughs> really? It was such a good death. I don't know if you can say it. Yeah, yeah it was a good death. <laughs> but, you don't hear that every day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, most of, most of the, uh, out of all the kids, only one that had any kind of sympathy for, but for the rest of them, you're kind of rooting. Yeah. <laughs> against them. <laughs> they were so bad. They were so bad. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? But it was, but it's, but it's a testament to like what you said, capitalism and yeah. greed. Yeah. So. It's um, like you're raised, you're raised by a rich, greedy father. Right. It's like, how do you think you're going to end up as a person? Right. right. Just as rich and greedy as him. So. Yeah. yeah. So they were not good. They were not good um, people. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see billionaires get their comeuppance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely Look watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um I love I love also his sprinkling of um I mean I guess it depends on because Follow the House of Usher is a little bit different than the other ones, but mm-hmm. a sprinkling of information. Mm. Again, he doesn't like you said, Julie, he doesn't show his hand too early. Right. Um, yeah, the pacing is good. You know, yeah, yeah, the pacing is good. I felt that with Midnight Mass um, yeah. and Bly Manor. It's like both, uh, it's like you're just constantly like, what's going on? What's happening? Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. That person's acting weird, but you don't know why. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and when at least it's revealed, midnight. it's like you can think back and be like, oh my God, like you yeah. totally <laughs> set this up. And I mean, with, with like Midnight Mass, um, Again, I'm always just fascinated. I'm like, how, for the priest, I'm like, how did you think that was an angel? Uh, oh spoiler. Yes. spoiler. <laughs> it's been a couple years now. Yeah, it's been, um, been, yeah, been a couple years now, but still go watch it. Even if I spoil yeah, anything, it's still worth annoying. Still worth watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, you're saying I was annoying? No, no, no. The car- the, oh, Bev. Yeah. Bev so was, annoying. you know, oh gosh, she was, she was awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a giant vampire, basically. So the priest thought the vampire that looks like Nosferatu with wings. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, was, I thought you were going to say it looked like an angel. It no, it doesn't. No, absolutely doesn't. It did not. You no, know, it looks like a demon with red eyes, I think. Um, and, and he's like, oh, it's an angel. And I'm like, <laughs> just a little bit of fix that right up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> And I think because it gave him, it made him young again and stuff, and it gave him a youth that he didn't have. But it was, but it was just one of those things where in my head I'm like, in what world do angels look like? Even biblical angels, even if you went with angels, what they look like in the Bible, which is just horrific looking anyway. But I'm like, they still didn't look like this. They did not look like, yeah. They didn't look like giant bats. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I don't. Like creepy. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. 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 Gray skin, <laughs> yeah. Can't go in the Big sun. Fangs. Hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it was definitely. Um, He's also got a, a, his strength is also in working with an ensemble. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's really good at yeah, mm-hmm. and and in all the movies, he's managed to get them to bring their character out. Yeah. Yes. Because I believe their character, like, despite the fact that I've seen these actors in various works he's done, right. I believe the character every time. So I'm not thinking of their old character exactly. that they did in the previous work. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, too, like, working with actors you've worked with a lot of times, 
it's like, is it easier to direct them? Is it easier to work with them? Because it's like, by this point, they're your friends or colleagues or whatever right. you want to call them. Um, so it's, you know, and even amongst the actors, it's like looking like you are friends. It's like you can do that because you are friends. <laughs> you know, right. it's yeah. like camaraderie yeah. naturally within the cast because they have worked with each other now for years. Um, I guess so. Plus, you probably know how to how the, their process for getting into their characters mm-hmm. and you know um, how to kind of like push each other's emotional mm-hmm. buttons mm-hmm. in a good way. Um, so I could see how at coming together, you're almost looking forward to working with these people that you know. Because mm. I feel like that's how Shit's Creek was. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That, uh, Creek, that yeah. ensemble at the end, they're like, we're a family. We know mm. how to kind of move, how this character is going to react to this, to mm. opposite this character compared to this, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know that uh, the, the one who played Sylvie, um, is it Sylvie, the the one that worked at the hotel in Schitt's Creek? Oh, Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. Um, close enough. Sylvie, Sylvie, Stevie, whatever. But <laughs> she she was r- like willing to. She's it's kind of like still hoping to act again with them, you know, Aww. because you have bonded in such a way that. Um, you feel safe and, and confident around them. And so I feel the same thing with this group is that you've been in movies, maybe two, three movies together already, maybe mm. even four, I don't know. But at the, as there's a, there was an ease and, of, mm-hmm. and, and not an awkwardness to right. it. Um, yeah. You must also know what the director expects, you know, as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. must make it way easier to jump yeah. into a project and be like, well, he likes yeah. this, he likes that. and Yeah. 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 And you're playing very unique characters each time. Like, I don't think just going through all the series I've watched, I don't think one character is the same Mm-mm. as the other. No, so no. you're not you're not repeating no. um, characters. And for, for the House of Usher, it was very much... Um, how they were nurtured into this, into whatever their vices were. Mm. It's the, it's the, it's the way they were brought into the game Mm. and the, and what things were done to make them even be, more competitive or more distressful or more whatever is like, and then as an, I guess as a, the character, you are bringing those um, elements Mm -hmm. to the surface. So each sibling had a, had a very distinctive, um, description mm. from the other sibling and 
even like the visuals of their, you see their houses right? and you can see their personality in the space they're in. Oh, right? really? In their setting. Yeah. Because they all had these, you know, gorgeous mansions or penthouses or whatever. So it's like s- the background where they're standing in shows their personality right. already. It describes. Yeah. It, it's right. like you can it, see it them without the them. description of the character. Yeah. You can see mm-hmm. without them talking. Mm-hmm. It's like you know who, right. whose house you're in. You know who, their mentality, yeah. what they like, what they don't right. like. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, a couple of them, they're exit scenes <laughs> were so good that that's why I was like they need to be nominated either yeah. as, a, as an ensemble <laughs> really or as the lead guy yeah. um yeah um Bruce Greenwood, Greenwood. yeah he, for, Gre- he, Greenwood really? was good. he should get nominated for I best actor this, like, he yeah. was so good yeah he's so, <laughs> so good, good. Okay. he's so good and Madeline, and Madeline, the character, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not, she's, she wasn't bad at all. Yeah, Mary McDonald. Yeah, Mary she, McDonald. Was, she was fantastic. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And she has a deadpan way of, of talking, yeah. which is kind of her shtick, yeah. because that's how she was in Closure, yeah. um, or Closer. Um, and, and, well, also but, it's like the actress that played a younger version of her, because you see them when they're younger, yeah. before they become rich and all that, um, played by Willa Fitzgerald. She was fantastic. Yeah. Oh she, my gosh. She, she mimicked. So she mimicked. She was her. really good at a younger mm-hmm. Mary oh. McDonald. She was really, yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, th- I hope they this should get awards. But yeah. I feel like again, I feel like he gets snubbed. But I mean, I his stuff see, gets like slightly, you know, slight nomination stuff. But I'm like, his stuff is so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so, it good. so good. And, but but this is why Amazon scooped him up yeah. because he was a Netflix. Um, you know, he got all his stuff through Netflix. Yeah. He's gonna Amazon get recognized came. now because yeah, Amazon, Amazon came big. and yeah. came with that money. Yeah, <laughs> and then Midnight Club, which I haven't talked about yet, but just quickly. I I again I'm really enjoying it. Um I don't want to talk too much but the acting is really good. They're all young actors because I said it's about teens in a right. hospice uh center. Um but it's like despite their youth <laughs> they're very yeah. very good. Wow. <laughs> and some of them I recognize in other series he's in. Mm. Um which is funny because one of the characters she was the little girl in Midnight Mass who was in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, okay. she's in it. One of the sons from Fall of Usher is in it. <laughs> it's like one of the other sons from Fall of Usher is also in it. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, the main guy from Midnight Mass, he's in it. The mother from Hill House, the first one, yes. she like she pops up for a second. So it's like, yeah, it's like people I recognize throughout his other series. I'm like, oh. So it's like once you, you know, when you see all this stuff, you're like, oh, you start recognizing the people. <laughs> actors. Yeah, I was telling her one of the guys, um, the eldest son in Usher, was the little boy in E.T. He was the one riding the bike with E.T. Yeah, Yeah, really. (laughs) And I told her I was like, I was like, he was so sweet. Yeah, (laughs) in E.T. He is so bad in Usher. He was so bad in Usher. Yeah, I mean, like great acting. No, but he played an evil character. Oh my god, he was so bad. He was so bad. He was such a bad guy. Oh my god. And he was, was like, in one of the um, one of the other shows too. I remember him playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he's um, another character. I'm trying to remember, um, 
because there's <laughs> so many. Yeah, was it The Haunting yeah. of Bly Manor? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, was it? Uh, um, I'm looking right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he was in, well, he was in Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah, Haunting of Bly Manor. Okay, yeah, okay. he was in Haunting of Bly, yeah. Bly Manor and okay. Hill House. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he was so um, good he, in that too. Like, yeah, no, he was. I remember that. He was good. Sweet little boy in ET. <laughs> yeah, he's not the sweet little boy no, in ET. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also, like I said, his the visuals of his movies. Also, I feel like he's a um, Mike Flanagan. It's like he has so much stuff hidden in the background of shots that is like easily you could rewatch each series and see something you didn't see the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's hints to what's going on, hints to something else, or like maybe what the character's going through, especially Usher. Like mm-hmm. I was, I know I'll have to rewatch it because there's so much in the background right. <laughs> of those shots about like <laughs> hinting to Edgar Allan Poe's work and the other short stories. Um, so, because each episode is the title of one of Poe's short stories or poems. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, but also kind of hinting at how they, you know, their demise. Like what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I I was, I was, um, like I said, thoroughly impressed. I absolutely loved it. I want to rewatch this stuff. Um, uh, like I said, right now I'm doing Midnight Club, but I do want to go back to uh, Hill House and Blind Manor and Midnight Mass and yeah. Usher again. But it was, <laughs> it's so, so good. And he's, like I said, he's, I feel like, I mean, he gets a lot of attention, but I was like, I feel like he's underrated. I feel like people should be, <laughs> it's like you should be right. uh, seeing his name everywhere. He's so good. Um, so yeah, for him going to Amazon Prime, I am definitely excited to see what he does next. Right. I know he's doing, I think he got the rights to a Stephen King oh, novel. Boy. I think The Dark Tower. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I am like, <laughs> I'm curious to see how that, I'm like, I want to, I want to watch, like I'm excited for whenever that's done. Cause I know, uh, of course the SAG strikes are still going on. Um, mm-hmm. For the actors, At least right? the time, yeah, yeah, the time we were yeah. recording, they're still happening. So I don't know if by the time we stop recording, if, if it will, things will be back in motion. So I know things are kind of delayed a bit everywhere mm-hmm. um, in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, shows that, like I, you know, I'm waiting for Stranger Things, and like I feel like it's getting pushed back every <laughs> every time yeah. something happens. Yeah. I'm like Stranger and Stranger Things is already taking a long time, so it's like, <laughs> so now it's like they'll oh. be looking like grown grown adults, grown people, <laughs> yeah, thirty I was like, years old. I was like riding the bike through the neighborhood. Right. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll have their own children by then, and the children right. will be playing them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. With Stranger Things, I was kind of like, you got to do an age skip or something. Yeah. Because I don't know how you make them stay. Because yeah. what, there have to be 16 by this point? Right. They do not look yeah, 16. Yeah, yeah. They don't even slightly look 16. No. So I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. Good luck. Um, Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know what they're going to do. Because I'm like, you got to put, at least college, you got to push them to 18. Even then, they still don't look like 18 anymore, but... Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, this uh, Fall of the House of Usher is fantastic. But generally, uh, Mike Flanagan's work is amazing. And I recommend watching it. Um, even if you don't like horror, I would say I'm 
I'm someone who gets scared quite easily. So if you do get scared quite easily, I would not recommend Hill House or Blind Manor. <laughs> I would, those two are straight up like if you're, I guess, I spirits. think Midnight Mass is really scary too. Uh, it is. It didn't I scare do. me. I but I guess I was... I'm, I'm not scared, I think, of monsters. I'm scared of spirits and ghosts. Those <laughs> things really freak me out. But when it comes to monsters, I can deal with a monster. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But that's, okay. that's me personally. That's just my personal. Okay. I'm, I, it doesn't matter what type. It's the it's the way the it's presented. The suspense. Okay. Yeah, if you do a lot of jump scares or yeah, you know it, that that freaks me out. It unsettles. I, mean, I mean, last night I was binging um, Midnight Club and I was definitely creeped out. And then I knew that right after I was going to watch A Million Miles Away, and that helped okay, a lot. Great, like, great, yeah. I watched that after, and I was like, I feel better. I feel yeah. great. And so that was a great ending to the night. Like, during daylight hours? <laughs> yeah, it helped. Oh, definitely helps. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, was, I was watching Midnight Club at, like, midnight. So, Ooh. yeah. Because I binged, I binged um, Fallout House of Usher yeah. for, like, two days. So by the time I finished last night, I was my brain was just firing, and Brian's out of town, so I was by myself in the oh. bed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! Well, I guess like, but, I but would that say wasn't a, that one's not scary. That's not scary. Usher's not scary. Be- it just makes the you premise. Think. The premise yeah. is not scary. Yeah, okay. the character that is the I won't say what she is, but she's not necessarily evil right i'll say that (laughs) she's she's not malevolent i guess you got Um, me wanting to watch it like right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's really good i mean and it's the woman who played um it's as if it's a gin yeah in a way yeah you know Mm. yeah not a genie a gin right so it's like (laughs) what what you what you your character determines your fate. Yeah. Right. She, I mean, it was very much felt like consequence. Like right. she's almost a manifestation of consequence and like right. fate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like you could, even if you wish for certain things, you can still be, you still have the choice to be a good person. Right. Oh. And people don't necessarily choose that. Like even right. if I gave you the That's world, the you could still burn it. Right, <laughs> like so, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's you, you, you it's as a what person. You bring out, yeah, to yeah, that what you manifest. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and the woman who plays it, um, uh, Spy Kids' mom. Yeah, she plays the mom in Spy Kids. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Gina or is it Gianna Carla? Uh, wait, wait, Gina. Oh, wait, no, no, it's Car Carla. Carla. Carla Gugino? Yeah, Gugino. Okay. Carla Gugino, yeah. And yeah, mom from Spy Kids. Which I, she threw me I off because I was thinking the mother in Twilight. They look similar, oh, yeah, same here. Okay. They look similar. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a Twilight mother. And yeah. I was like, no. Spy Kids. <laughs> Spy Kids because mom. I watched Spy Kids when I was a kid, so I was like, Mrs. Cortez. <laughs> That's what I remember her name as. <laughs> But she, she was good. Yeah, she was. She, she was, was good. So she was so good. Um, and she had to play different characters, a lot of characters. So, oh. yeah, she was good. But yeah, 
which is funny to watch her in Mike Clinic and stuff because again in my head I'm just I think Spike it's mom so like because I watched her when I was like 10 so or not even younger than that I was I was probably yeah seven eight years old when I was watching Spy Kids so seeing her in this like oh you're not just like a cool spy mom (laughs) in (laughs) Southern California (laughs) so seeing her as like um in uh very what's it called uh adult roles (laughs) yeah mature more mature role than a than a a mom in a spy kid movie <laughs> it's like but yeah it's like yeah. it's just funny not, to see yeah not warm fuzzy yeah no. not warm, no. <laughs> but i loved she did a fantastic job i think also she should get nominated yeah i don't know good. i guess yeah. um supporting it she would be yeah she would be she she did yeah because i don't job. know if she's over madeline or if madeline <sighs> yeah i'm not is, sure is i don't know how the supporting actress yeah thing i don't know how they decide how they decide who's the Who's support the lead and yeah. well, that's true. And who's supporting? Because yeah. technically, an she's right. Right. Well, yeah, technically, she's she is supporting, but she does um, a lot. <laughs> but she does a lot. Yeah. Oh gosh. So I, you guys, yeah, you, you know. guys are teasing me. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, if you had the list of supporting actors, she's at the top of yeah. what wow. of the list yeah. of supporting yeah. actors in terms of like. Her line, yeah. her just amount of lines, and then what her character is doing, yeah, wow. um, and how important the character is to yeah the series. So it's like uh, yeah, yeah. His, he's he, the guy is clearly yeah. the yeah actor yeah the, um, the lead the thing, um, and everybody else is yeah Bruce Greenwood him. he's definitely but, the lead actor yeah, yeah. but yeah I like I the, think for the supporting actor I would use um, the E T dude little boy uh, Henry Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, Henry. <laughs> Henry, if you're listening, please you know come on, come on board. I would put him as, as, as the Speak supporting male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the detective. I forgot about him. Uh, oh, uh, Carl Lumley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. would. He would probably be yeah. the next. It would probably be him, and then yeah, Henry. Yeah. But you know, some categories they'll have two supporting actors for the same, a, yeah, competing for the award. Yeah, because I mean, but, this this one's very ensemble, so I don't. Yeah, it's not one of tough. those where one really stands out yeah, that much, right. um, except for Bruce Greenwood's character. But the others, it's like no, everyone does equal amount of work and is fantastic yeah, exactly. at it. So it's hard to say like who you would yeah. choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I recommend watching it. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, again, Netflix owns it, so it will be there forever. So yeah, go watch it when you can. Uh, yeah, and okay, I get ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huge recommend. Mm-hmm. A plus. Yeah, go watch it. <laughs> and um, following on on that note, because I'll save the other thing for another podcast. But I watched um, um, what's his name? Mm. Peel. Jordan Peele. Mm. Um, he is a director. He started out doing um, comedy, comedy sketch, um, sketch comedy um, with um, Keegan Michael Key. Right. Uh, that's one of their shows that he did something before then, and then they ended up doing Key and Peele. That so was on. It's hilarious. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah, Key and Peele is on it's, Netflix. It's so watch funny. it, watch it, watch it, people. It's so funny. Key and Peele. <laughs> K-E-Y and P-E-E-P-E-E-L-E. Yeah. Um, but Jordan Peele, the part of the duo, 
he went on to do directing. He he writes, uh, directs, and produces. Um, some of his credits include Us, Get Out, um, Nope, Nope, uh, Candy Man, Candy, Candy yeah, Man, Black Klansman. Mm. He he produced that one. I think he wrote it. He did not direct it. Um, and uh, there were. There are a couple other ones that he's he's done, um, but I just rewatched Get Out, and that stars Daniel Kaluuya, who I just absolutely love him. He had done a Black Mirror episode, and he wanted to audition for Get Out, and yes, he got it. I think he got nominated for the Oscar for it. Um, it is not your usual horror movie and it might have even been uh put in the wrong genre i'm not sure because i know there was some confusion about the genre and i think um jordan wasn't happy with what was happening it's not, there it's not a true horror movie it's a it's not it, it's it's more like a speculative fiction yeah but i don't know that they have that category and yeah. for movies That's but true it is a commentary on um uh, on how we on society <laughs> yeah. and how how we navigate um it's like a socio right how we navigate social. between um racial groups and mm-hmm. and he deliberately didn't want to have like this overt um uh stereotypical thing happening so he put it in a suburban liberal kind of setting and and um kind of gave focus to it mm-hmm. but uh, it's brilliantly it's almost written. like social horror like yeah horror, yes. so society horror versus societal horror versus like classic right it definitely wasn't a classic yeah. horror it was no, something you've no, never no. seen before right yeah. Right. Amazing. But it reminds me of with like a Christopher Nolan whenever they in like Academy Awards they'll say, you know, drama. Meanwhile, I'm like, that is science fiction. Like half right. his movies right. are science fiction. Right. But they don't have a category, category. for science fiction. Right. So they put him in drama when I'm like, This is not a drama. This is <laughs> this is science fiction. So the budget for Get Out was four million and he made two hundred and fifty five million. Wow. So that's and it was put in um as one of the top movies in the 20 for the 21st century so um definitely a good um movie to look at on a technical side too mm. um the the other one he did was um us which came after and uh that was creepy. Now that Very one was creepy. straight horror, and I think he said after the confusion over Get Out, he decided to just go, hardcore go full horror. <laughs> horror and the use of doppelgangers and and stuff like that. Yeah. I have not um, watched that one because <laughs> oh I yeah, like how yeah. I said earlier, I get creeped out easily. Yeah, even spirits have nothing to like. I am not good with things that look human but aren't human. I get terrified with that plot concept 
Yeah. Anything. Mannequins kind of creep me out. So I'm like, even I'll deal with a ghost before I deal with that. Like that is right. not something I like yeah. to look at. So yeah. it's I was like, I'll, I'll be yeah. anxious the rest of the night yeah. if I watch that. Yeah. Us, us was creepy, but I, I finally <laughs> watched it and I'm, 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 I'm good. I can tick that box. I did it. Um, the, the never third, again. You don't have to do it again. <laughs> no. The third one I watched was Nope, and I watched that I love recently. Nope. nope was so good. Now, Get Out and Us is on Netflix. Netflix. Nope is on nope Amazon, is on Amazon Prime. Prime. And I think Peacock? I think Yeah, Peacock I think it, it might be on Peacock. But Nope is another one where there were mixed reviews from the audience. And I think part of it is that it was so, um, not cerebral, but it was so s- subtle. Yeah. The clues are mm. not only was- on the screen, but a lot of the clues is around the the character in the background and yeah. and in things they're saying and so on. So it's like you have to come to the movie theater with your brain on. ready ready to work. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would say it is it is cerebral. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I saw it recently for the first time and um and i think it's one of those movies it's to me it's it's uh it's very highbrow a little bit yeah um the essence of it it's about spectacle capturing spectacle and abusing spectacle and using it um, like when we see something horrific, horrific or whatever, and we try we, to take out, our, we, we just, immediately take out our phones right. and try to capture it it's without ca- caring about anything around you. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it's about: capturing, capturing spectacle. And even one of the lines in the movie, um, I think he, I think one of the characters says, you know, like a bad miracle. It's like capturing something bad mm-hmm. for your gain whether that's social or economic, and then, like you said, not caring about what you do to get it or yeah, who right. is around or how it affects anyone. Yeah. So, and that's what it truly is about. <laughs> and then, like, because people, we're in an age of people just overanalyzing every little thing on the internet, that it's like someone posting it and then their interpretation is completely different <laughs> or not even like, mm-hmm. doesn't match correct. What, doesn't exactly. match either the, what the message is, what they're capturing. So their interpretation is so wild, which you get with one of the characters that mm. it's like it's harmful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. In the end, it's truly harmful more so than it's like, oh, yeah, he's just interpreting something that way. But it's like it's truly like not <laughs> the right way no. to interpret that situation. <laughs> but I feel yeah. like it confused it confused people in that what they saw didn't meet their expectation. Yeah. And again, it was coming off of us, right. which was again, clear horror. Clear. And this one, like I said, had a subtleness to yeah. what it was telling you. Yeah. And maybe speculative yeah. horror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you, yeah. If that could be a genre. Yeah. yeah. Because what category. actually happens, not that I'm going to say it, but it's mm-hmm. just like almost like unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like um, a lot of people were taken aback, probably about. Yeah. 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 Right. And because yeah. even a lot with of, all the clues, it was like what? Right. <laughs> yeah. And and there's a lot of uh, ode to old ho- old Hollywood old mm. film mm-hmm. um, 
Mom, you said you saw mm-hmm. a lot of stuff where it's like about how the cameras, mm-hmm. what cameras he used, how they were used, yeah. which is an ode to old school Hollywood. And so if if you are someone probably like me who studied film in, in college, it's like you get rewarded for knowing that knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> it feels I, like yeah. it's like you are a reward yeah. if you're fil- a filmophile who's watched old movies or studied film right. or know how yeah. camera works yeah. and all that stuff. It's like you're rewarded because you're it's like you see something. It's like oh my god, that's a yeah. That's, and he too. and he is that yeah. in his yeah, bio. He's, he's truly yeah. a he says filmophile. he's a cinephile. So yeah. and he went to school um, at Tisch in um, New York and um, you know. I think it was Dish he went to school with. Cause I'm yeah, not, it's one of the big ones. Yeah, yeah, I think he went anyway. But um, the on the Amazon Prime, Amazon usually gives you trivia notes about whatever the movie is. And it's usually oh. in the corner. Right. If you ever look at, at, at Amazon yeah. um, on your laptop, oh, okay. you, yeah. can, you can move your cursor over and the whole thing comes up on about different scenes. Yeah, oh, okay. um, like each scene has the something. Yeah, they'll give you like, oh, this was filmed in this setting, or or there'll be something called um, movie mistakes, and so they'll they'll be like, you can see the 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 microphone okay. in the corner and the blah 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 or that cup wasn't there in the first thing sometimes it gets annoying because you you, right, you don't right. if you move your cursor it goes away but <laughs> right. sometimes especially since I've seen Nope a gazillion times I wanted to see what notes came up for it and right. um, yeah there's a ton of um, film history stuff that went in there okay all right <laughs> and. Um, so from a technical side, you can be impressed, you know, you can be be impressed with what Jordan did with the technical side of the movie. But for the casual audience member, they don't know any of that stuff, you know, they don't care. So, um, for some people, it was a hit or miss. They didn't understand or appreciate, Mm -hmm. um, what they were looking for. And I remember that on Twitter when people went to see it, they just didn't get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I loved it. And if you don't approach it, like if you're not thinking it's horror, if you don't go, because I didn't know what it was about at all. So I didn't even have an idea of horror. So I was just like, okay, it's a Jordan Peele movie. You know, he just brings such a fresh perspective to the table. Yeah. 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 Cause I was thinking cerebral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of Get Out, I was like, okay, this is just going to be a cerebral movie. I wasn't thinking horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I watched it, I loved it because I wasn't thinking that I was going to be scared. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be scared. I was expecting to the cerebral film to happen, and it did. So it's like my expectations were met. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the, the thing is when I watched it this last time, and this would be about the third or fourth time I watched it, it's like I discovered something that I didn't realize before, mm. which is the eye contact mm. thing uh, and the and yeah. the veil, yeah, and oh, you know the separation, yeah, at the yeah oh at the at yeah the when I told you bank, about right. the yeah yeah <laughs> I don't want to making I don't hand motions give, people I know yeah you can't we're see. trying not to not to <laughs> right. say wanna, too much right because yeah. that that was key yeah there's a key part in the film that is 
but, but a key point is eye contact. Eye contact. Yeah. And to the element of the film. Yeah. So when you're That's watching true. it, remember that not only in the current, but in the in the side story, right. eye contact is important. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I miss I miss that three times and it wasn't until this time that i realized that it wasn't just the one time the one time in uh, one character in the one (laughs) character daniel's yeah right right. in the but that it mattered in yeah in the oh um, yeah now that you're saying in the side story okay i feel like i need to rewatch that too yeah 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 Yeah, that's definitely one a rewatcher yeah (laughs) yeah So, but anyway, so that's, you know, shout out to Jordan Peele and his work in the mm-hmm. horror. I know if um, he's listening, he's also welcome to come on <laughs> to the podcast. So, um, in the horror yeah. section and um, those movies are available. So check them out. Also, forgot to mention real quick, just with Mike Flanagan's thing that I remembered. He is also welcome, Mike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I got to praise him, too, for a very diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, Con- yes. Consistently, he has a diverse consistently. cast. Consistently. And yeah. it's a well done. <laughs> it's so well done. He's not pushing on stereotypes. He's not pushing on, um, ex- like, audience expectations. Heck, half the time, I forget, the characters are the whatever race they are. Exactly. And it's like, it doesn't, I mean, yes, depending on exactly what they are, um, what the story is about, it might affect a character's personality for whatever reason yes. but in terms of uh in like in terms of their background at least like either how they grew up or um yeah. Yeah. It's or a, things it's, that affected them but yeah. it doesn't define no. the character and then again he doesn't push on stereotypes <laughs> and and it was easy it would be easy to use fall of the house of usher with just one race yeah because it's a family and and, um, you know, people go, well, you know, given that time or given that economic status, it's one group, uh, racial group. But he managed to have this wildly diverse cast and, you know, with a tweak in maybe the bio of the character or yeah. something yeah. is why we know they are not all in one racial group. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just, um, and the women almost equal the number of men or the, yeah, you know, the so. women equal the number of men. They're just as strong as character wise as yeah. the men. Yeah. Um, if they're ruthless, they're just as ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> as the men. Right. I bet. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's especially he's, an usher. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I feel like he is, um, somebody, or his style and his approach is definitely something that young directors coming up should pay attention to um, and continue that um, that seamlessness of yeah. inclusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, yeah. Because I, when I see the character, I don't even question. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's um, so yeah. Because also, too, there's some directors that I've seen that I won't particularly say that, um, who they are, but <laughs> when, um, when is they're white, but when they do have a character who's a person of color, it feels sometimes like, look, look what I did. 
yeah look i have a person of color play the main character right. in this series that the token that, character well it's not even the token sometimes it's the main character but then mm. it's like oh i'm not following a stereotype look what i did it's mm. almost like pat on the back and he does not feel like he's doing that. <laughs> Mike well, does not I feel think like because he's, doing he's that. not he's not emphasizing the fact that they are whatever. Like I said, it's yeah. a subtle tweak in the in in the explanation as to why you have this you know black Di- yeah black sister yeah and why you have this brown brother yeah and in this very white family and we move on. Nobody. In the they way that he treats his children, Roderick, right. he doesn't treat them different. Right. No matter what the race or the right. age. He doesn't care. He's like, once you have Usher name, we're all, you know, we're, we're all in this together. So it's like, you don't have to have a, a soapbox where the, the black person gets on the soapbox and reminds everybody that they're black um, right. in, the char- in, their, in their thing. So... So, and I think that's the thing in some other movies where it is a let this person have this big speech that reflects that they're different Mm. and they can do the job, but they're different and you're highlighting that they're different. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) well, that's not quite what we want either. Yeah. (laughs) And he does... um... A diverse group of, I guess, uh, LGBT characters mm-hmm. as oh, well. That's good too. Exactly. Yeah. That is yeah. true. Which again is not like, yeah. look, I have a right. Look at me. I have yeah. my gay character <laughs> right. token. Gay yeah. character here. <laughs> Praise me. And it doesn't feel like that. No, it <laughs> yeah. does not it's feel like, like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I got to praise him on that too because I was I forgot to mention that, but I was good like, call. he yeah. does a really good job at that. Yeah. That I think other directors should do more. Yeah. And in this um, one, he had a wide variety yeah. of... Um, Very diverse cast. <laughs> not only queer characters, but even um, their... their... Uh, their sexual... Expression. Expression. Yeah. Oh. Was, was wild. <laughs> wildly. And it's not a... It's not an R-rated in terms of... Um, uh, nudity or something like that. No, no. it's not that. Um, but in the in the way they, in what they like, their fetishes um, and fantasies, it's even that is explored um, in a non X rated way. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah. And then like he, uh, the main guy, uh, Roderick, like he, you know, loves his he babies his granddaughter's granddaughter is half black like it doesn't treat her differently than any of his other children or whatever Mm -hmm. but he's like oh he's also all about legacy so he's like you'll be the best of me but it's like he doesn't treat her differently yeah he's just like you know and she isn't hung up on the fact that she is different different yeah looks different yeah she isn't she's and no one treats her different no yeah she just goes through yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) just the niece whatever (laughs) yeah 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 which is, in a way, it's like modern family. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. in terms of this is just, you know, it's just a family. It's just a family. This is the way we are now. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, we have so many blended families of different, oh, yeah. you know, different things, different people and, and, and so on that. Um, 
I think it's, that's why Modern Family did so well. Big, right. It's, it's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, yeah, I was like, I got to mention that because I was like, he does a good job yeah. at that. Because um, I remember that when we were talking about Nope um, with Peel. Um, of course, his main actor in Nope is uh, David, David, Daniel Kalua. So black, black man, mm-hmm. black British. Um, and then you have Kiki Palmer's black. And then I forgot the guy's name. But the Stephen one. Stephen Yoon. Well, not him. Well, him too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, him. And then the guy who did the camera. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't remember his. Name. I don't remember his name. I can't remember his he's name. He's in a lot uh, of stuff too. Yeah, he's yeah. in a. T- yeah. He's he's always working. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like I think the sh- the movie had one white guy. <laughs> so and, yeah, I can't even remember was, which one it was. The guy <laughs> with the camera, the old. Well, the, the old camera, right? The old one with the camera, but then oh, oh, um, oh. I think the oh the director with the director the beginning, in with the, the beginning who is somebody he his. Father was, oh yeah, my he's goodness. like Hollywood. Royalty. He's a Hollywood royalty because okay. I read it in the bio. But anyway, yeah. it was again diverse <laughs> cast. Yeah, diverse cast. And yeah, yeah, that should. Yeah. So anyway, and I'm like thumbs up to that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep doing that. Keep doing that. Make us happy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All righty, moving on to Julia's corner. We'll sit back and relax, and welcome to Julia's corner. Today we're going to discuss. Uh, an article that I found on goodhousekeeping.com, um, and, you know, they must know what they're talking about. It's 70 unique and useful housewarming gifts they'll cherish for years, and this is totally in time for the upcoming holidays, people, so pay attention. This was updated on July 18th, 2023, so not too long ago, which is wonderful because, as you know, things change mm-hmm. very quickly. So, of course, I can't go over all of them. I'll just go over key ones. <laughs> um, they suggest getting a cheese board set so you could make a charcuterie board. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. that's a good housewarming gift, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it might be a little pushy, like, oh, here, when I come over, make sure <laughs> that there's something to eat. <laughs> but it's still, like, useful. Like, I can still use that on my own if I wanted right. some cheese. Well, I mean, I would give that crackers. with some cheese and some salami oh, that's or a pepperoni. idea, like, yeah. set up the board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, give the things packaged yeah. with the board. And then here's the board, yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing that would go really well with this um, and it's unique. It's a spoon rest in the shape of a state. Oh, I've seen those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they look very unique, almost like, um, what do you call it? Um, like stone, like mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. little geode stones that have, yeah. you know, that are sealed. Pretty cool. You can find that at Uncommon Goods. <laughs> oh, and I should also mention the the board is, you could find at Amazon, there's like a, different variety of boards mm-hmm. and cheese boards. I'm trying to think some um, state's shapes are not that great, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't wish I was going to say maybe your dream state if they didn't like the state that they were in. <laughs> like, where do you want to go? Right. Not Florida. <laughs> okay. So we're going to move along to a personalized cutting board. So you can have like the initial of your last name with your mm, last mm-hmm. name printed on there. Super cute. If you're a couple, you can also have you know, the couple's name on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get that at Amazon, 25 bucks. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to pick out the other cool things. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's see. A customizable doormat. Again, mm-hmm. you know, if it's for a couple, it's super cute. You know, like Ben and Angela's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen um, ones that just say go away. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people write go away. Well, that's what, what speaks to you about that couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. Um, did I say $25 at Amazon? Okay, great. Uh, there's some cheesy things in here, like a lid organizer. I mean, what are you trying to say? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, my Tupperware goes into the thing where you you have to like throw it in and close the door quickly so it doesn't all yeah. fall out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, West Elm has agate stone bookends that look super cute, $34. That's a mm-hmm. cute little housewarming gift. Who doesn't have a book? Well, nowadays, maybe a lot of people. <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> well, I still buy books. I still buy physical books. Well, I I'm can good. see, like, if you had recipe books and then you wanted, if you had them on a, on the counter. Mm. And with, oh, um, and have them, like, sitting. The bookends. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. And you again, know. just like the the board that you mentioned, because I'm not even going to try to say that word, but um, <laughs> you could buy a couple recipe books yeah. and with the bookends, and you present it yeah. as one. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Your combination. I'm going to have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like a good full bookshelf, so I, I like would try to fill up the bookshelf so I don't even need the bookends. I'm trying like, yeah. try to get it so that everything sits don't perfectly. Don't get bookends for Gabby when she has her new home. Okay. <laughs> um, smart Wi-Fi essential oil diffuser? What do you feel about that? Smart Wi-Fi. That's a kind Wi-Fi. of a big combination. Yeah, it's a smart Wi-Fi essential oil diffuser. So what, you can use your like your phone to... Exactly. Bluetooth it can it be in, controlled in. from your phone or set up with sleep timers. Oh, Adjust okay. lighting and control the mist mode mm. remotely. If the person is a phony phone person, yeah. then I would do it. But I wouldn't. I'll get them a diffuser, I but I might just get a basic one. If, yeah, but, so if, but they, if they're like, yeah. they already techie. do a lot of techie stuff. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. Because how much is that? Cause so that one runs a little bit higher. Well, it's thirty seven at Amazon. Yeah, so I'm not gonna get something that they probably wouldn't use. Yeah, right. Exactly. For thirty seven dollars. <laughs> true. True. I'm like, here is a here is a um, <laughs> air freshener. I mean, I would a reuse it air freshener. I'd probably use one and put like mint in it. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly for like, it's a good mint is a good natural way to stop bugs so if your room constantly smells like mint then <laughs> they don't tend to come into your room <laughs> so okay. you can diffuse diffuse mint throughout your room also it smells nice mint is always it does nice. it does smell nice it's yeah. a little crisp yeah and winter's coming up which is a very minty time is candy it? cane no i'm just kidding <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i'm going with I, i'd rather the apple cinnamon scent oh yeah you have apple cinnamon. exactly yeah i guess I, I like i like candy cane smell so i like that candy i haven't had a candy cane in so long actually now that i think about it but <laughs> uh, well, well here's another cool canes. here's a cool idea um 
tea drop wait tea drops organic loose leaf tea variety pack so it's basically these um okay tea packets okay different flavors but they're shaped like they're pressed into different shapes so you have like a heart a little sunflower and it they just dissolve in hot water so no strainer mm. or infuser needed mm. You, hmm. I mean, tea drinkers are very particular. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I am. <laughs> I'm not. I don't mean to be pointing fingers here. <laughs> That's twenty-seven at Amazon. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I would have to. I would love to try it. I yeah. guess. Okay. I would love to try it. Yeah, that okay. wouldn't be like a bad thing to try. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I yeah. like your attitude. Um. Let's see. Uh, there's a lot of personalized stuff here. You know, wooden mm-hmm. spoons, mm-hmm. little crackers, maybe for like a baby shower. Oh, there's this big, a- oh, I don't know if I can say ASS, but big <laughs> ASS sign, welcome sign. Like uh-huh. that's almost the size of a door, $75 at Wayfair. That's, I don't, do you well, want to welcome yeah. everybody to your home? I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no. It's humongous. Unless oh. it's for a party. Yeah. And oh. you're putting it as a thing for people to come. Yeah. You know, like idea. they're driving and they can see the house with the big welcome sign. Yes. That's it. Yeah. But otherwise, that does not need to be yeah. <laughs> anywhere on your yard. Yeah. <laughs> no, that does not need to be there. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay. Another good one is uh, insulated champagne or oh, insulated champagne flutes. Oh, they're 40%, 47% off, $9 at Amazon. So those little steel tumblers that are kind of shaped really thinly. Um, mm. If you are you like drinking champagne, that would be a go-to. Mm. I'll never drink them at parties. No, yeah. not um, your thing. So what, when you home. say insulated, so what, to yeah. keep it cold? Yes. Okay. Yeah, mm. It's just like those regular steel tumblers, except right. it's shaped like, like very a, delicately uh, slim. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like it may not be selling well. 47% off. <laughs> <laughs> you are good with picking up all the subtlety, all the clues. Um, okay, this is weird. Uh, Cosmopolitan, wait, Cosmo Living by Cosmopolitan Anastasia Nightstand. 161 at Wayfair. Now, I like you guys a lot. But I don't think I would spend $161 getting a nightstand that I don't even know if you will like. Yeah, because I'm For like... For a housewarming people, gift? Yes. People, yeah. people, like, they'll buy their own style. Like, people right. will buy their own interior How decorations you know? like that. That's so, unless they specifically say, I right. want that. I want that. And then I'm like, okay, I'll buy it for you secretly and then give yeah. it to you. Yeah, it's yeah. a yeah, yeah. nightstand with scallop details and round curvaceous legs may makes a gorgeous housewarming. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, no. Know? If it doesn't like, if you or if you're someone who's really into like minimalism, and, I was gonna and say that's not minimal. It doesn't well, you fit might your look. Break your friendship. Like, what is she? What is she saying? Why, why should I? Like, what does I? Or why are yeah. you dumping this on me? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's such yeah. Because if it doesn't have a fridge, if if so, you're doing, like if you're if you just went to IKEA and got the IKEA look. You know the IKEA apartment look, and someone brings that. It's kind of like that kind of breaks the IKEA look that I'm going for. That's not (laughs) so. It's so weird. Yeah, it's kind of pretentious. (laughs) Like "Hmm." maybe if you have a fancy library, you put that in the corner. 
But even so, it's like, <laughs> don't take it upon yourself to buy me furniture. For, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's an Aisha Curry four-piece bakeware set. I didn't know she was, like, into cooking. Yeah, I think she's done she? that. Yeah, Okay, I think she's it's done all that. over. It's $27 at Wayfair, $28 at Walmart, 36 at JCPenney. It's well, a nonstick good. essential gift set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Especially that's you have good. someone who like who likes if to cook, cook and bake and cooking and stuff. Right, yeah. and that stuff can get expensive to like yeah. buy on your own. So, and I would yeah. do what yeah. Michelle's been saying. You know, actually bake mm-hmm. and then give it to her mm. or him. Who knows? Not judging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And last but not least, oh wait, yeah, okay. Oh no, I don't like that one. Okay, <laughs> how about? It's a mommy wipe stain remover by Moms for All. Ensures that food and drink stains don't get the best of their new furniture. Yeah. $10 at Amazon. Okay. Is it like a Tide stick? No, it's like a wipe that you tear out from a little packet. Ah, uh, and like you. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, that. But the furniture can't be leather or something like that. Yeah, it's I for, don't cl- think so. for, for fabric. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really say anything. Does else. leather stain? Well, to wipe whatever you're wiping, yeah, that's going to remove a stain. True. No, it wouldn't stain necessarily, but I don't know what you're spilling on it. Yeah. But for fabric f- fabric furniture, you can get it Scot- Scotch Guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just wipe it. Yeah, but with water and like a little soap, right? Yeah. You don't have yeah. to be all stain sticky yeah. thingy. Okay. Yeah. I think that's for like kids and juice. You know, maybe because it's a mommy stain yeah. thing. Ensure yeah, that foods and drinks don't stain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it depends on what furniture. If you have like a cloth couch versus like a leather couch, stay out of the bonus room. Stay out of the family room. Yes, go, yes. Go stay. Just stand <laughs> in the so kitchen. Don't move. Right. <laughs> stand near the tile. Where, <laughs> where's the kitty area? <laughs> go oh stand over there. Yeah. Oh, this was written by Sarah Lyon and Monique Valeris. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's it. That, yeah. Okay. I think because well, well, I'm like, that. I'm single and I have no children, so and I'm not around children, so the I like I'm like I don't have any kids to deal. To yeah, think read about, the like, room stays. first before you <laughs> right. buy the gift. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're buying me an alone adult some stain remover, I'm like, do you think I spill a lot? Well, I guess if you have a lot of people like parties, yeah, and you know, I'm such so an introvert, so and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And people are sitting on your couch <laughs> drinking Coke or something and yeah, they spill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But, I guess, yeah. I mean, I've, I have I always wonder, like, would I do, like, a leather furniture or cloth? But leather, I always feel like you always slide around a lot. Yeah. yeah. As, as nice as it and, is to clean up. And then up it because, does crack. And, yeah, it, it does can, crack. But, unless you get expensive leather yeah. furniture. But for mm. fabric, because I bought fabric furniture beige like um oh, off like a like a vanilla french vanilla yeah. Yeah, and it had yeah. tiny black stripes on it from hex way oh, back when hex. i remember way back in have, the day like, the couch yeah. yeah i remember the and couch so <laughs> but when i bought it you could get the option of it being scotch guarded oh wow and so mm. we went with that and good choice yeah, no no problems wow i like i got my first set of furniture from ikea Mm-hmm. It was hard as a rock, <laughs> and there was no option to scotch guard. Right. So maybe I would have needed those. <laughs> hard yeah. as a rock. Yeah. It was, I was like sitting on a blue brick. 
I would say when I go to England, I would say London has so many furniture stores. Like London, yeah, every other block is a furniture store. So, heck, sometimes it'd be right next to each other or right across from each other. So, really? wow. <laughs> Ikea is not your only choice because you can literally throw a stone and find one. They yeah. are so oh, easy. Great. They're all around the corner. Yeah. It was it was so weird. I was like, why there's so many furniture stores? Are people just buying furniture <laughs> yeah. all the time? <laughs> and it's a bunch of different styles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because right. the whole Scandinavian look outside of Ikea, that's a thing. So a lot of the stores had those and then yeah. a lot of stores had minimal, normal, the minimal. You know, right. Yeah. Minimalist thingy, yeah. and, and then, then you family the, like oriented, like big couch for big right. family, that sort of thing, yeah. or the old, the old manor, British manor yeah. style, heavy, dark furniture was a thing too. So, mm. but great, thank you, yeah, Julia. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. You're right. And so, what do we tell our folks? Stay prickly. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>